This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to the MasterChef After Show. We're breaking down Season 7, Episode 5. 17 chefs compete. Plus, we've got a special guest, Lisa Ann Marchese, is going to be in talking to us about her experience of trying to make a pie. Let's do this. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Uh, there we go. Some nice Mexican hat dance Mexican hat dance I don't know how to dance here. to this. I'm like trying know. to figure it out. <laughs> well, everybody, to the Master Chef After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. A little Mexican music here because certainly Mystery Box Challenge today tied into Latin food. All Latin flavors there. So we'll be breaking down that episode. As well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're going to have Lisa Ann Marchese here as a special <coughs> guest. One of the contestants on the show. We'll talk to her about her experiences thus far in the competition. Uh, I'm your host, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. And we have an uh, addition, well, I'll introduce her in just a moment, we have a new panellist joining us for Yay! the rest of the season here. But, first off, the woman who made these fantastic, and I'm going to hold on to the camera, these fantastic chocolate, I, I guess I'm calling them chocolate chip cookies, I'm just going to say chocolate chip They're awesomeness. They're like chocolate on chocolate on Ch- chocolate. I love it. I Everything that I enjoy about a cookie right inside here. Yay! <laughs> Brownies meets cookies meets <laughs> fudgy. Hi, I'm Maria Provenzano. You can find me at Maria Provenzano on Twitter and all of my information will be there except for this recipe because this was a tester. So I was getting feedback from everybody today. One of the hardest jobs about uh, one hard of the hardest things. Yeah, it's very very difficult doing the MasterChef after show when you have to eat Maria's food. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> so hard. All right. And lastly, <laughs> joining us uh, on the panel now, uh, being here for the rest of the season, we've got Wealthy. Hi, everyone. My name is Wealthy Jenner and you can follow me on at Wealthy Lynn. It's L-I-N-N on Twitter and on Instagram. Look Thanks for that. having me. Yeah, oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, she'll be joining us for the rest of the season. Robin McSweeney is going to be back next week, finally. She's been out and about, busy doing other stuff, but she'll be back in the panel next week. So we'll be four B strong. stays busy. That is that's her right. social media name. B does stay busy. Now, follow her Instagram. That, that's right. Yes. Everywhere. No, she's always, she's always been busy. <laughs> she's everywhere. Now, as I said, we've got a special guest here. We've got one of the contestants on this season of MasterChef. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for Lisa and Marchese. Yay! Hey, how are you guys? Good, how are you? Oh my God, did you see last night? Oh my God! (laughs) Are you kidding me? You made it through. Mm -hmm. You made it through. Lisa, and let's just start off at the top there. Uh, What made you decide that you wanted to compete in MasterChef? Oh my God. Well, you know what? I come from a big Sicilian family. I spent a lot of time, you know, cooking in the kitchen, because that's what we do. A lot Mm -hmm. of stuff out on on my social media pages. And I have an olive oil business. So they're like, you know what? You should really try out for this master, for master chef. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Do, oh, no, it's crazy. And like, you know what? 
you know what, maybe I will do it. And so I did. I mean, it was the, I almost didn't go for the audition, but it was the best thing I almost didn't do. Wow. Now, before you really? were on the show, had you watched the series before? I have, which scared the crap out of me. Which right. Is why I wouldn't want to go. <laughs> but, but I'm like, all right, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm pretty tough. My family, you know what? We, we, we do argue a lot. That's part of, you know, our culture. Right. So Italians, like, that's their fiery, especially yeah. Sicilians. That's what we do. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And in the kitchen, no less. I can handle this. I can handle Gordon <laughs> Ramsay. If I could handle my family in the kitchen, I could certainly handle Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah. what's the audition process like? So you kind of, is it like an open call and you go in and or how does that work? Yeah. So they have open calls throughout the entire country in all the major cities and you go in you you prepare a dish and then you have to you have a few minutes to kind of present it like kind of plate it together and then go through it break down the food uh the dish to the producers that are there and you know they're looking at your dish they're looking at your personality they want to hear your story they want to make you got to be interesting you got to bring something really interesting to the table and i think i caught their attention with what i brought what did you what did you make Balls. <laughs> Big balls. <laughs> Meatballs? <laughs> no, I made, I have a famous dish called my Balls of Fury. And they're. <laughs> oh my God, I love you so much right now. Oh, You're my God. new best friend. Oh my God, they're, they're um, Italian rice balls. Yes, but I, put my I own was special... wondering. Yeah. I know. I was wondering if you do fry them. Yeah, hell okay, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And I make them, I have like a special blend of cheeses and okay. it's a little spicy. And I, I actually named the dish after um, my ex-husband. Uh. <laughs> so my, my son, Dominic, my son, Dominic, 17, he loves them, but he doesn't realize he's basically eating his father's ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I love that your son's name is Dominic. Do you know how many Dominics I have in my family? Do you have a like, few? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Isn't it a great name? It's such a strong family. Like, isn't it a strong name? Like, it's like the strongest name. Yeah. Right? Seriously. And, and so to like the audience who's, who like we talked to Lizanne a little bit before we started and we've decided that we're soul sisters because we're both Sicilian and, and she likes to drink martinis and yes, pretty sure we're best friends now. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that is hilarious. So you got on MasterChef by cooking very large balls. That's, that's a great story. <laughs> really big. So visualize really, really big balls. Like is, And I made, oh, I made two of them. I made two of them. Wow. I'm like, you know. You need That's a set. impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. Now, wow. it's a for this season, they did something different where the people that, that make it through the open call and they go to the final that we want to see present their dish to Gordon and Christina, usually it's just individually. You're going up there, you're cooking, and then you let them try it out and they give you the white apron or not. This time they have you go head-to-head against somebody and only one of you is going to get the white apron. So how much pressure was that just to know that you were competing against one other person for your spot? Well, you know what? I knew I was like... It was tough because I'm just like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I didn't think I was going to have to compete against it. And you want to like know who the person of is course, and yeah. trying to figure it out, you know, and I'm, I'm always about like, I have to, I have to know everything that's going on before it happens. Like, and so everything was like such a major surprise. I was like, so I needed to know who she is, what it's all about, you know, what's her story. Like I was just like going, like, I was driving myself insane. So it was a lot of pressure because then I'm like, shoot, I think she, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think she could beat me. I, you know, but it was a, it was a, it was a good battle. It wasn't seen, um, but it was, it was definitely a good battle. Was it a ball battle? It wasn't a ball battle. It was. A, <laughs> it was. A, I know. You know what? I, I didn't even. You know what? 
I need to talk. To, I got to call Chef Gordon yeah. Ramsay. <laughs> he hasn't tried my balls. And I really needed Chef Ramsay to, I needed to say he ate my balls. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. So what, what was your, um, what did you compete with? What was the recipe? It was, uh, so the, the, uh, the dish was scallops. So we oh, had okay. to come up. Yeah. And they kind of did it on the fly and they're like, all right, your battle is going to be scallops. So you need to like come up and make, make your, you know, best dish you could possibly make with scallops. So you're going to love this. My dish was a scallop. I call it my scallop teeny. Ah, was it in a uh -huh. martini glass? No, oh. you know, it's not, but I make it with, but the, the, it's a, it's a pan seared scallop. Okay. With ro with roasted asparagus in a what I call a martini sauce. So oh okay yeah like so is I it like of... a vodka sauce? Yeah okay yeah okay. yeah yeah. I like the good. way you think. So yeah. you get the white apron though, and now you were one of the, co the contestants competing for MasterChef. That's pretty awesome. One of the twenty home cooks. That's so cool. Yeah. So. Walk us through just what is a typical day like? Because we're fans of the show, we've watched it a long time. Uh, but like, on, say on a mystery box challenge day, I mean, how early you're getting there? How long does that whole process take? How does a whole day break down when you're doing that? Wow. Okay. So the days start at like five o'clock in the morning. Oh wow. But for but when you have to be ready, hair and makeup at five o'clock in the morning, I'm up at three thirty because right. it takes a lot. <laughs> so, but then you you know the, so they they bring us over to the studio real real early in the morning. And there's just a lot of, you know, everybody's in hair and makeup and wardrobe and going through the process. And it's, you're like literally running off adrenaline. Like wow. I literally didn't, I, I don't, I crashed by the time I got home because it's just purely an adrenaline rush. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a 14, 15 hour day you're putting in. It's hard work. I mean, we busted our ass. It mm -hmm. was, it was cooking, it was preparing it was getting used to the kitchen, getting used to some of the tools and, and, and equipment that's in there. And then it's like, you know, you start that process of, you know, oh, God, what is it going to be next? And it's a mystery box. And you're like, oh, my God. And every single thing, every fear that you thought <laughs> was going to happen. And you're like, all right, every idea you had going in is completely freaking gone. So just forget you. Don't even think you could prepare yourself for it. Because once they're like, lights, cameras, action... Mystery box challenge, you're like, holy shit! <laughs> you know, and then afterwards, you're like, oh my God, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Of course, you know, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that was kind of like the pie thing today. You said, like, tell us about your thought process with the pie competition in, this, in today's, or last night's episode. Completely complicating. Completely complicating things because I'm like, all right, second guessing myself. Worst thing you could possibly do. So I'm like, all right, I'm looking around. I got Terry cooking behind me. You know, he's awesome. We call him Shrek, Big T. Aww. I mean, he's so sweet. Melts me. Love him. Love, yeah. love, love. And, and he's from Long Island. Oh. <laughs> so you guys were buds. Right. So it's like, you know, how do you not? You yeah, know? right. So it's just like, so, instant, so anyway, he's behind me making this, like, ridiculously amazing pie, which you saw last right. night. I got Dan the Boatman next to me. You know, the frat guy who's just, like, <laughs> knocking out of the park. I'm trying to ask him for ingredients. It's just a lot of bantering going back and forth. And, my, and I'm like, I got to step this up. And so I just was like, you know what? I just need to put my my Sicilian family into this. And I, that's why I pulled the cheese out. I'm uh -huh. like, I need to put cheese. I put cheese on everything. <laughs> why not a pie? <laughs> And I could, I feel like I could see how mascarpone could work in a pie, but I, I was wondering when I watched it how it got melted. 
because the pie crust was, I had to bake the pie crust oh, first. Oh, so you did blind bake it, okay. So yeah, and then the whole god, it just turned to. Okay, so that's what I was wondering. Blood. I was like, so then you, yeah. you did the blind baking, you took it out, and then you put the cheese yeah. on it, and then it melted. Okay. Right, but I wanted, I knew I wanted to put all my favorite ingredients in there. Right. Like I love blueberries. I love, I love, you know what it is? I love mint chocolate chip. Oh, okay. I love mint chocolate chip ice cream. So I wanted blueberries and mint chocolate and, and mint and chocolate, dark chocolate. And then I threw the the cheese in, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to, you know, I can't make a meatball out of this. I'm like, what am I going right. to do? I'm like, <laughs> you know. I, um, I have a quick question. Gordon Ramsay, Chef Gordon, he had given you advice. You would ask, yeah. what do I do? Is that rare that he does that? I think I, th- I think it's probably rare that somebody asks him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I might have caught him by surprise. Like, uh, okay. And I, but you know what? I think he appreciated the fact that I wanted to try so hard to make this right. this pie work. And yeah. I think he saw that in me. And and I mean, he, to me, he was like my guardian angel that night. And he, but I listened to him. I wasn't going to get righteous and be like, I know it all because I don't. You know, I'm going to listen to him. He's He is the master chef. And when right. he says, this is what you should do, he did that because I asked him, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and he didn't have to do that. So, and he, you know, he cares. He cares a lot more than you think. Oh, so. yeah, well, I was wondering. Speaking of master chefs, uh, if we, as we kick off the episode, we have uh, last season's winner, Claudia comes in. Uh, and then you have Aron Sanchez. Both of them kind of, uh, Claudia chooses the ingredients for the mystery box challenge, all Latin themed. And then Claudia and Aron Sanchez are both cooking while you guys are competing as well. What was that whole experience like? Oh, that was amazing. Seeing Aron Sanchez come in, I was like, ah! yeah. I was like oh my God. I met him, I met him at a, um, in New York City once before. And he's just an awesome, awesome, down to earth, just like, I love his story, his backstory, his humble beginnings like mm-hmm. we come from. You know, he's just true. Like, he's just a real passionate family, traditional, you know, and holds true to his roots, the Mexican, the Mexican side. So I was freaking thrilled to see him walk in. And I happen to love Mexican food. So I'm like, I mean, All right. who and doesn't? Then, How can yeah. you not love Mexican oh food, God. right? And, and Claudia, I mean, Claudia freaking knocked it out of the park yeah. last season. I mean, she she really is a, such a wonderful spirited person and, you know, when, the way she is, she's a home cook and look, I mean, she's cooking like a, on a professional level it's it's unbelievable i have so she's so inspiring it's unbelievable and she has her cookbook out which is so cool do you do you want to ever write, want to write a cookbook oh where i'm working on it okay. i got i <laughs> really got i really got to get going i mean because my family we're all like we've got this cookbook that we're going to do is is going to is going to be full of drama like every plate is going to have a story oh, you're going to yeah, I mean, I've already heard about the uh, yeah the big balls there, right? I'm there. hoping the balls uh, yes. are going to be in balls. the cookbook. Oh, that's like chapter sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a whole thing about my ex-husband and why I called him the Bulls of Fury. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I know. Wait till you see the rest of it. Oh yeah. Well, you have to keep us posted on that for sure. Oh. So always the thing with the mystery box challenge is the way they do it is they only pick three of the dishes as they go around. They're chatting with you as they, as Christina says, ask right. you about what you're doing. They're tasting. It's, right. How frustrating is that though? Is I mean you're busting your butt and only three people ultimately are going to get uh, get their yeah. food tasted and cho- chosen between the three. So is everybody else going like, come on? I mean I, I nailed this. Why aren't they picking my dish? You know I, I was it was I wasn't so bummed about that because they do go around and they taste everybody's food. 
So okay. they're not, they're only able to show as many dishes as they get to, you know, the show's only an hour. There's, right. there's, you know, there's 17 of us cooking. So, you know, they did come around they, and they, they liked our dishes, but they really pulled out the ones that they felt were the worst and the ones that were the best. So I guess mine fell in the middle in between. So, you know, me along with everybody else, it's, you know, it's a little frustrating. You want to hear something positive come out. I, you know, I don't want my, you know, my, my apron battle, you know, they said my dish was amazing, you know, and then we won, you know, the wedding challenge with the scallops again. So that mm -hmm. was amazing. But, you know, I, it would be nice for them to call me out singly and say this was like great. You know of what course, I mean? But yeah. it doesn't, you know, can't always be winners. So. <laughs> oh. Well, especially if it's a certain style of food that you're not, you know, used to cooking or if it's not your favorite thing to, you don't maybe quote unquote necessarily specialize in it where Aaron Sanchez and you competing against like you know an Italian specialty like rice balls you know right. maybe his wouldn't be as good as yours you know what I mean so I think right. when it's not your quote unquote specialty that you've grew, grown up doing there right. it's a ch more of a challenge oh absolutely yeah absolutely yeah but you know what I was excited to see the, the Mexican come out I mean we had cactus we cooked a cactus I did like a grilled cactus and I made a, I did a surf and turf. So I made a, the skirt steak in like a um, lime cilantro. Ooh, yum. Oh my God, it was so good. And then the um, the prawns, you know, I'm not used to cooking them with like the heads on it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? Like, but <laughs> yeah, I those are gnarly like, too, the spot prawns. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm not like one with the head. But, yeah. you know, I'm like, all right, I could, you know, it is what it is. So... I'm just gonna make it like I make a you know like I make a scampi. Yeah. So that's what I did, you know, okay. with the garlic and all that. But it, you know, I thought it came out good, but you know. So I guess I have one question: like everybody that doesn't get chosen to have their dishes brought up and kind of evaluated, are you all just sitting back there while that's happening, just kind of eating your food? Like I made this, so somebody's got to yeah. eat it, right? Oh God, I wish. No, we weren't allowed to eat our food. Oh God, wow. did I want to taste? And then and then you want to taste everybody else's food. So it's just like you know, I can't tell you how many people I'm like, oh my God, you know, but. So you can't taste your own food? No. Oh. Mm -mm. But it smells good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I mean, you can't smell. taste it, like, during the process? Oh, when I'm cooking? Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, you have to. I mean, you right, should be right, tasting right. food. I mean, that was one of the things that um, Chef Aron Sanchez said to me as he was passing me by. He saw I was cutting up a jalapeno. Uh, mm -hmm. jalapeno. And I love spicy hot food. Like, I love it, like, like beyond the heat, like way beyond the heat. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? I don't want to burn their mouth and drive them crazy because it's something that I like. I have to make it to, you know, so it's not overwhelming for them. And so I started to take the seeds out of the pepper, and he commented last night, you know, don't take the seeds out of the, you know, don't take the seeds out because that's where all the heat is. So I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, trying to put it back in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did like Aaron's uh, comment there. He said, "If uh, for him, he wanted to be fifty percent as good as his grandmother and fifty percent as good as his mom." Yeah, I love when that. When he came down to cooking, I was like, "All right, yeah." I love that. I think that's similar to like how Italians are too. I mean, I, I, you know, I hope one day my my meatballs are as great as my grandpa's. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just that, the touch. I could have cried. I could have cried when he said that. Oh, like, I did. I'm, oh my god, I, I did. So connected with <laughs> yeah. him at that moment. I'm like, oh my god. Yep. Yeah. I love that. I think that's how majority of chefs feel. I mean, we like to buy people's love with food, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, you know what, growing up Sicilian, and you, uh, I grew up Italian, Sicilian, mm -hmm. so you know, um, it's like, look, I'm not going to, if I don't like you, I'm not going to cook for you. Well, right? I'm not, I'm not, 
It's simple. Well, like, yeah. but my, you know, but, but that's, we grew up, everything happened in the kitchen. Everything. We always cooked in the kitchen. I mean, first of all, listen, this is something you don't know. Nobody seems to. So I got, my ex-husband proposed to me in the kitchen and I asked him for a divorce in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. So when I tell that you everything goes down in the yes. kitchen, everything yes. happens in the kitchen. So there's a lot of like, it's just, you, you want to love every, you know, like you love the people you mm-hmm. cook for, right? Mm-hmm. And then you spend a lot of time in the kitchen. You better be doing something you love for people that you love. That's all I have to say about that. Right. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, I know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> yeah. that, I, I do. Oh, anything you want to say? But no, oh no. no, I just mean I grew up in the kitchen and gotcha. I grew up around the dinner table. I mean, we spent hours around the dinner table, and that's how Italians are. I mean, you, you're you're together, you're around food. Exactly, and is. you know what? Sundays are like it's not the same anymore, and that's what I'm trying to bring back is Sunday yeah. dish. Yep, Sunday sauce. Yeah, I mean, I still Sundays is the biggest day for me. It's like I don't care what the hell anybody else is doing. I'm like Sundays we're sitting down, we're having dinner. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna cook. The, it, it's a pot of sauce or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I light the candle. I put my Sinatra music on, <laughs> and I bring it back. I love I it. I do. I bring it back. I bring it back home, and I'm like, look, I try to teach my son. This is what's important. And yes. no matter what goes on during the week, because my family and I, we'd be, you know, who there's so much drama that goes on in, you know, in the Italian families, right? <laughs> but yeah. who's not talking to who? Who's screaming at this one? But every Sunday, my family, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, we all got together at my grandmother's house and mm-hmm. ate dinner. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother lived with us. You know, we had, you know, you grew up, you know what? You grew up in an Italian family. So did you have two kitchens in your house? My, well, no, my, I don't think we had the size to have two kitchens, oh, but we had right. two well, fridges. No, we, we, no, we converted. No, my uh, mother. Yeah. Well, we have, yeah. We, my mom has um, a fridge in the house and then a, a fridge in the garage and then a freezer in the garage. And my grandpa was the same way. Like, it's, it was just yeah. like, you can't. So, so much food. Lisa, and you had two kitchens in your house? Well, yeah. So my gra- we had an apartment for her. So we converted our two-car garage into her an apartment oh, for wow. her. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she lived with us from the time, I think I was like 12, she moved in with us. And so that whole time, but even before that, you know, we'd spend time um, on Chestnut. She grew, you know, she was living in Bayshore because my family's originally from Brooklyn and Queens. Mm-hmm. So, and then they, my grandfather was involved in many things. And one of the things he was involved in also was building. So he, my grandmother didn't want to leave her sisters and her brothers and her family because they all lived in one big apartment building in Queens. And so he said, okay, fine. She's like, if you're going to build me a house, you got to build a house for all my sisters. And that's what he did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and wow. So, yeah, the whole so I grew up every Sunday going across the street. You know, they all, like her sisters lived across the street. So we it. every Sunday. So yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. I just yeah, I Aww. miss those days. I Wouldn't really change do. it. Yeah. So would you say your grandmother is your biggest influence uh, uh, for Ed being a chef uh, for your cooking? Absolutely, because every time you know, there's every memory I have of my grandmother is in the kitchen. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's always in the kitchen, and so I spent a lot of time. We didn't write recipes down. Right? <laughs> yeah, she did. Yep. It's a little this, a little that, and it's always just watching. So, mm-hmm. so I spent my time just watching her, you know, cook. And uh, my mother wasn't really a good cook, so she inspired me, <laughs> so I could cook for myself, so I didn't have to eat her food. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny! Wow, she'll kill me for that, but I don't know. I've already, I've already talked about that on national television before, so it's fine. That is so funny. Now, what about your son? Is he following in your footsteps, or you have to kind of drag him to, to, to do anything in the kitchen? 
I have to drag him to do things. Well, he'll taste. Yeah, of he'll course. Taste. Everybody eats. Yeah, you'll taste. That's yeah. the easy part. But he's 17 years old, and it's amazing when he comes into the kitchen is when I'm usually cooking with, like, Hennessy, white wine, red wine. All of a sudden, my son's in the kitchen. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> are you, and I'm like, and get a little away from the bottles over there. You know mm. what I mean? He's like, Ma, I think you need a little more of this, a little more of that. I said, no, 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 get away. <laughs> get away. You know, but he's my taster. He loves being. He does love being in the kitchen with me. He sits at the island, and we. You know, that's our time together. That's our bonding time. You gotta it do really, it. Yep, that's how. Yeah. That's how you spend the time together. I love that. Uh, and he's my biggest critic. He'll tell me when something sucks. Like he'll be like, "Mom, this this is just bad. Like really bad." But don't you want to know? I mean, wouldn't you want to know? Yeah, yeah. I'm totally see? fine with that. I'm like, <laughs> all right. You know, I'm a typical Italian mom. Oh, okay, let me get you something yeah. else, honey. Like, <laughs> let me take a roast beef out and make the whole goddamn roast for you today. You know, it's just, yeah. just going to me. You know, it's just crazy. But, yeah. Aww. <laughs> so uh, going back to the episode, uh, Tenoria ends up winning the, the Mystery Box Challenge, and she gets the choice of choosing between uh, three different types of desserts. Uh, so which I thought was uh, interesting. She gets to do either pies, puddings, or puffs. Now, did you know... Uh, what she had to choose from, or you didn't find out what the other two options were. You only knew that it was pies when she came out. We didn't know anything. We we didn't even know it was dessert. And and then when she te- and then they tell us it's dessert, and then she tells us it's a pie. I'm like, holy crap! I was like, oh god! And and then all of a sudden the mind starts going. I'm like, here we go. I had a recipe in mind, but I'm like, oh, and I'm worried about the dough. I really was only worried about the crust. I wasn't so much worried about what was going inside of it. Yeah. But no, we didn't know. We it was all that's real. I mean, that's all reality of reality. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. So when you're yeah. watching this episode back and you see that she also had pudding and puffs to choose from, knowing that all three are in the mix, if you had your pick, which would you have gone with? I probably would have went with the puffs. Really? I probably. Oh yeah. I probably would have said make them do the puffs because they're not that easy to make. I mean, pies are like everybody seems to make pies nowadays. Like it's just like it's just a it's like a staple in the in the it, you know when you're baking. So I'm like I would try to do something that's a little different, like the patatus. Like that would have mm-hmm. just like I remember walking in there. I'm like, look, we didn't really have cream puffs. We had cannolis. Right. We had you know we had. I'm like, what the hell is a patatu? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I never even heard. I had to look this. I'm like, what the hell? And the cream puff. I'm like, oh, all right, because that's what I grew up. We didn't call them patatus. Perfetteros. So, Right. Yeah, so I'm like, and we had Sfingi mm-hmm. and, and, and Zeppelis, you know, mm-hmm. this is the kind of stuff. I'm like, what the freak is a patatou? But I spent time in the kitchen. They did give us time during downtime to, you know, just practice time in the kitchen if we wanted to. And I spent my time making these patatous. And I came home and I was like all excited that I wanted to show my son this new thing that I made. <laughs> they let like, you spend a lot of time in the kitchen, like practicing things? Um, not too much, okay. but they did give us time to get in there. Not in that kitchen, but in the test okay. kitchen. Okay. Just to kinda, yeah. I mean, you had to go in and just kind of show them. I mean, the part of the audition process being out there was, you know, showing them again, cooking your cooking skills while you're out there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Cause you can't go out there and like completely like, you know. How would you have felt head. about, yeah. Yeah. How would you have felt about the pudding? You know what? I I I don't know what I would have done with the pudding. Yeah. Honest to God, I really don't. The only thing I know how to make is rice pudding and it would take them too long. Like, right, exactly, I just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that, that's probably like the only pudding like I grew up making without using a box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So thank God it wasn't that. Yeah. 
But I don't know. I mean, well, then again, I made my blueberry pie. And, <laughs> and you know, I'll never, ever use mascarpone cheese in it ever <laughs> again. And Gordon Ramsay did tell me, Chef Ramsay did say, um, you know what? I like the idea, take the cheese and put it on the outside, like put it on top of it, serve it with it on top. Because mm -hmm. it's not a bad combination, just you don't want to put it in the pie. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So that's what I did. And yeah. so sorry. Cool. Um, they said, uh, you said that you don't know anything before uh, you go in and you cook, but do they hint to you at all like the day before? Because I'm wondering, Dan, um, he had said he'd never cooked a pie and he actually came out pretty high up in the in the competition like how does that even happen i would totally bomb that if i've never made a pie <laughs> well no they do not tell you ahead of time or anything like that but they you know look they they say to you here's here is a list of you know different foods that that you're going to be expected to know how to cook so okay. don't step okay. foot in this kitchen in the master chef kitchen or even audition for the show if you don't know how to cook lamb chops, seafood, baking, you know, yeah. all the stuff. So they like, you better know how to do this before you come in. So we all had to know it, but you know what your strengths are and what mm -hmm. your weaknesses are. And that's what sure. you, you know, you got to practice those weaknesses. And obviously baking was one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> do you bake much then on like even the Italian desserts? I don't. Okay. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I think it's partially because I have, my biggest problem is patience. Yeah. Oh, so I, I have know. zero patience. <laughs> zero. So I'm like, you know, I don't have time to, and like measuring out things precisely. Really? Really? <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I, I want to do it. Until, but it's such a science right. and I'm just not right. good at that. But I, I'll do it because I do certain things, but I'm, I, I'd like to get more creative in the baking. I just, to me, I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a science for sure. It's a science. Yeah. yeah. And I mentioned the hardest thing about uh, when, you, when you're struggling with patience in the kitchen is all of a sudden they put a time limit on you. Well, of course. And yeah. say then that makes it even harder to try to practice any sort of patience. Oh, yeah. That, that clock, <laughs> you just want to throw something at that clock. Uh -huh. I, swear, I swear to God, you look at that clock and you're like, did that time just jump? Like, did that just like jump five minutes? Like, I swear to God, it's like the time flies. You think you start with 75 minutes and you're like, oh, I got plenty of time for this. And I, I don't know what happens, but something happens and it's just like, you don't realize just how quickly it goes and how fast it's, things are moving. And then it's like, you got three minutes left on the clock and you're like, oh my God, you know? And you're like, <laughs> you don't even know if the thing's set yet. And I'm like, oh! and you know, that's all real. I mean, there's no, I mean, we're getting nuts towards the end because you oh really gosh. think you got more time than you do with it, you don't. It's crazy. <laughs> well, one thing that seemed to take a little bit of time is when Tenoria wins, they tell her that, her third advantage is that uh, she's going to get to save three of the home cooks. After yeah. everybody's gone through the 75 minutes and cooked, she can go down and evaluate and save three. Mm -hmm. That seemed to take forever. How yes. long did that really take with her kind of pacing back and forth and just kind of throwing a lot of attitude at some people? <laughs> well, that took a while. I mean, she went through each and every one of us. She oh, went past us. And she, she could see from the way we were cooking, like, who she was going to give that spoon to. And she... She knew who she should have, and I think, well, I'll take it as a compliment because right. she didn't want to give it to somebody who she felt was a threat. Right. Right? Mm hmm So, um, or who she felt was a threat. Like, she wasn't going to give it to me. So I took it as a compliment, but at the same time, I'm like, I just want the wooden spoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, you know, I have so many wooden spoons in my house. Like I freaking live and die with a spoon. I mean, you always see me with a wooden spoon. I'm like, I just want the wooden spoon. <laughs> I'm like, the hell with the rest of this. I'm like, I think my, my pie's good. I just want the damn spoon. <laughs> you can make your own wooden spoon, I guarantee. So you just get a wood, like the wood burners. You can get one at Michael's and burn your own M into a wooden spoon. I know, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Like, it didn't come from Gordon Ramsay. Right. Okay, that's like, fair. That part's fair. You know, one, of, one of the things I told them, I you know, I had conversations with, with Chef Ramsay on numerous times. <laughs> And one of the things I said to him, he's like, you know, I told him about my the wooden spoon, growing up with the wooden spoon, because most of the time it was, you know, on my ass. It wasn't <laughs> in my food. Like, I was always in trouble. So it was like. I don't I, believe I, that for a second. Uh, <laughs> believe me. Now, one thing I noticed yeah. is talking to some, two chefs here uh, is as they're doing all the, as you all cooking the pies. A lot of people are opening up the oven doors. Now, I always thought that was like a no-no. Like, you just keep that oven door closed until you're ready to finally open it one time at the end yeah. when you're going to pull it out. Is that correct? You're supposed to, but, I mean, uh, pies aren't as sensitive as, say, a meringue. You know, you open a meringue, open up the oven with a meringue, you're not smart. But, like, pies, <laughs> pies and cookies, I mean, yeah, you most of the time, but I think once you get towards the end, you have to open it to really look at it. It's not, you're not getting the same effect looking through an oven. So, sure. but, yeah. But, yeah. That's true. And But, you know, they do... They do tell us, they're like, you don't want to open up that door mm -hmm. because it just lets the heat out and it's going to cause, again, going back to the science of the right. freaking bacon. <laughs> <laughs> what fun is this? I'm like, what fun is it? It sits in the oven now. Now what do I do? You know what I do? I pour myself a glass of wine. There you go. I'm like, walk and, away. Know, walk yeah, away. Yeah, away. So I'm like, God, like now you, what? Now what and then if you smell that it's burning, minutes? then you're a drum roll. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so yeah, so that's what, you know, so they, so it, that is true not to open up the door and you should be able to look through with the light on to see what's going on. But, you know, you open it up when you got to turn it around or right, whatever, right. but yeah, but they tell you not to, not to open it up. And I'll give it up for Terry too. The, uh, the tinfoil that he put up mm -hmm, on, right. on top of the pie and He's then the put it back in. the only one that did that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Back yeah. to the science. <laughs> Do you even notice what people are doing around you when you're? Well, you, well, you no, not so much because I'm so focused and right. I get so serious and I'm just like one of those like I'm so competitive that I just want to just focus and get my my stuff done. And I'm like I honestly don't care what the hell anybody else is doing mm -hmm. until you know it starts to get close and I'm looking around. Then like Dan was cooking right next to me, so. I had no choice but to see that he was really pulling it together. And mm. I was shocked. But <laughs> but afterwards, whatever, the hands are up, and I turn around, and I see... And I've got Terry behind me. I'm like, holy... Beep, 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 beep. You know, I mean, there goes the bleepers. I'm like, what the hell's been going on back here? You know, so... Now I kind of wish I did look around, because I probably could have gotten <laughs> away from I would have cheated. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, I'm, no sh I'm not ashamed. <laughs> now, it's competition. Tenori ends up saving uh, Diana, Diamond, and Dave. How do you feel about those choices? Do you feel like you know? All right, I can see why she picked those people. Or were you surprised that she picked those three? I'm not surprised at all. Um, first of all, all their names start with a D, so that might have something <laughs> to do with it. David is is obviously very handsome, so you know I'm sure that played into Tenori's you know, decision with him. I think you also told her that like, he loves her right before the, the 
the uh, yeah. They actually said that in our chat right now. They said that I think yeah. David got it because because uh, was flirting. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh he oh he's a charmer. <laughs> he's a sweetheart, but he's a he's a charmer. Um, and Diana and her are are good friends. You know they they've got okay. real close during the show, so that was no surprise. And Diamond is just the sweetest thing in the whole wide world. And um, honest, she's just amazing. So I, I'm not surprised. But, you know, I think the rest of us are a little edgy, a little, <laughs> you know, tougher skinned. And maybe we cause more of a threat to her. So, yeah. you know. And, you know, in the first episode, they made Diamond kind of seem like she wasn't sweet. And then as the season has progressed, you can just see how sweet she really is. She is. She's she's just as beautiful inside as she is Aww. outside. She really, really is. You know, she was a Miss San Diego. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You say that. So, yeah, she's awesome. Really good people. Really good people. Was there anybody that you felt like turned it on for the cameras that was kind of maybe annoying or just like over the top? Or was everybody pretty much the same on and off camera? You know what? Everybody has such strong personalities and different personalities. I can't say one turned it on more than the other. You know, Nathan was Nathan. You know, he was just... You know. I, I, I commented on this one past time. Like, yes, the, 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 jacket, the jacket and the bow tie just seems like it's too much stuff to be... You want to be comfortable when you're cooking. Why is <laughs> yeah. he wearing all this stuff? Tell me about it. Um, I don't know. He just likes to just, he's like a tuxedo sales guy. Right, I don't yeah, know. That's he's it, just, yeah. And he's young. You know, I think he's trying to still impress the ladies. You know, I think he's trying <laughs> for a girlfriend. Somebody's, I mean, look, I don't have a problem with bow ties, but you know, kinda, I don't know about cooking in one. I mean, I don't know. I like to, I like to cook comfortable and, you know, I like to look good when I cook, but. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just the, the- yeah, you know, Frank, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm in this last episode, someone says, we're in heels uh, while they're running. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, why are they running in heels? Why are they wearing heels? Oh, oh. <laughs> that might have been me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You got- Look, here's the thing. All right. So you're going to know this because you're a woman. So you're going to get this, right? So it's like when you go to when you go to get your hair done. Your hair doesn't look great unless you have makeup on, right? Like, yeah, you can't tell how good it. your hair looks unless you have makeup on until you made it, right? Yeah. And and the same thing, like, the opposite. Right. So it's like it's like cooking. So for me, I'm like, I'm not going to feel good about my cook my dishes. Like, I don't think my, my stuff's going to – I have to be, like, shower-dressed, hair, makeup. I see. You know, it, even like if I don't have to put makeup thing. on, it's okay. just the confidence. It's just the Got confidence it. you bring in the attitude. You know, so you bring it yeah. into the kitchen and you feel good, right. and you're going to put out something really good. That's how I. Okay, feel. yeah, That's that makes sense. Out. Sicilian yeah. women don't go out of the house without looking, you know, put together, <laughs> or at least without red lips. <laughs> I mean, something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my staple lip. <laughs> red. Now, so what, uh, one yeah. contestant that felt really confident about what she had made was Brandy, because even when Tenori came by oh, and said, hey, yeah. do you want the spoon? She goes, no, no, no. I want the judges to taste this. And it went from such like a feeling of confidence about her dish to when she got it up there, it just made such a turn for the worse. And she used cheese in her pie as well, but it just did not come together. No, and I'm really surprised. So Brandy's one of my favorites and one of the, one of the um, contestants that I was close with on the show. And, you know, she's from the South. She knows her pies, man. She really, really knows her pies. And I was completely blown away that, that you know, that it, that, that happened. It really, because she is very confident. She's a, she's a really, really good cook. And she's, you know, she's strong. I mean, she's, she knows her stuff and she's, 
But that one, that surprised me the most. That probably shocked me the most that night. Yeah, I felt so bad. I watched the, yeah. the show twice, and I was yeah. in tears, actually, the first time. And then the second time, I was like, oh, my gosh. Is it that yeah. emotional when you're there? Do you feel that, the emotions? and Okay. It is. It really is. I mean, I, I mean, I have a tough skin, so you won't see that from me so much. But um, with the other contestant, it is. I mean, then you get in the... It's it's just very emotional because you're just mm-hmm. you, it's building and it's building and it's building so it's hard because you spend it's it's so much hard work what we do to to make it there to make it happen every challenge you know and then to have them either say they don't like it or you know they you know it just you mess it up it's like it's this constant turmoil it's just it's very stressful. So and I mean, are you guys in? Are you guys sequestered too? Like you can't talk to family or friends when you're there as well, or are you no, able to do that? No, no one. Okay. We couldn't talk to anybody, which wow. is not necessarily a bad thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell anybody, okay? Nobody's listening, right? No, <laughs> no. I feel you. I could use a break. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so we're totally sequestered the entire time we're out there. They take our phones away. There's no um, computers or anything like that. We get one call a week, and it's monitored monitored by a producer to make sure we're not giving anything away, because um, they really want you to focus on the show. Right. And and it's probably the best thing they could have done because there are moments where, like every Sunday or one day during the week, we'd get that ten minute phone call, and you know, with the family back home, and there'd be some somebody's crying over something that somebody said back at home, or somebody's bitching that they're, not, you know, how long are you gonna be out there for, you know? And then they get all crazy, and the show, the producers don't want that. They yeah. want you to be on your game, be the best you can, you know. You're there to to work on a on a tele on a the one of the biggest television cooking competition shows in the country and probably the world at this mm-hmm. point. So, you know, they you got to have your, your, your game on. So, now, are, yeah. Are you getting to hang out? Even, so you finish your long days, so you're saying 15-hour days. Do you get to hang out with the other contestants? Or pretty much once you're done, you're all kind of going back to your own rooms. You're not really kind of hanging out and doing anything. Uh, we're exhausted. We're completely exhausted. And I think we, we, would ever, we would go down and have a drink at the bar. And it would last for about five minutes. And, but, and that would it would be like one drink and we're going to bed. And we were... Not only were we sequestered, but we're um, managed by a team, by the casting team. So they, we couldn't leave our rooms or go anywhere oh, without. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So they would let us do that. They were cool enough because the days we'd put in, and and you know whether somebody's going home or somebody's getting yelled at, and somebody's just you know completely distraught. It's like you know we just need to just unwind a bit. And so we would and talk about a little bit every night. You know we every night, but it wasn't long. I mean. You know, we um, we did send, spend Super Bowl together, though. That was fun. That was the first time <laughs> I spent Super Bowl without my family because every Super Bowl I watch with family and friends, and all of us squeezed into a hotel room in somebody's room, and Manny is cooking uh, burgers oh, so outside. Oh my God! He went to we went to the store and we cooked burgers. He had a hot plate. I mean, it was we had a full blown bar. We were in Eric's room. And it was all of us were squeezed in watching the watching the game, so it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's kind of fun that? to hear, though, yeah. that everybody yeah. kind of had that camaraderie. There wasn't really 
much in the way of drama. And is it is it uh, like say the day you're doing the mystery box, and then like for the example, so far in the season, you went and you did the wedding. Do you have a day off in between those days, or is it pretty much back to back to back to back? Oh, it's back to back to back to wow. back. Oh, there's okay. no days off. No, no. And they say, you know, get a good night's sleep. It's going to be a long one. It's like, oh my oh gosh. My God. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And we didn't know. We had no idea. I mean, that challenge was a complete surprise for us. We didn't know where we were going. We just found out we were going to do um, a wedding the night before. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've never done. I'm not <laughs> I don't know anything about catering. I'm like. I'm the one that's usually at the wedding or in the wedding. Right, <laughs> exactly. Not, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I've never done anything like this. I mean, I've cooked for like 25 people, like family, but mm-hmm. I've never done anything, nothing like that in my entire life. And that, that was probably one of my favorite episodes, my favorite challenges. It was fun to watch. And as we talked about last week with Nathan, it's, uh, we were kind of critical at first of his management te- technique, but he really turned it around and he, uh, he owned up to some of his weaknesses. And I thought, you know, he kind of turned it around by the end of it. I think well, so. you know, yeah. I mean, we there were you, there were um, hedges between us, so <laughs> we couldn't see what they were doing. We could just hear all the screaming. It was just Gordon screaming. <laughs> well, we heard his Nathan, you know, and then oh my God, we're like, what the hell's going on? So we watched it for the first time. We didn't see any of that, you know. <laughs> oh my God, that does have to be the fun part to be able to go back and see the stuff that mm-hmm. you did not get to see. Mm-hmm. You know, only by hearing it, but now you get to see the full context of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he was a little, you know, a little upset with me that I didn't go over to his team because he did talk to me about it and said, you know, well, you know, you won the scallops for, um, you know, for for your apron. So you know, I really want you to be on my team. You know, would you be on my team? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Terry was the captain. I'm like, oh hell no! Like I'm just, I, I need to go onto the East Coast here. So that's what I did. So. I can't blame you there. Uh, <laughs> so now uh, for this, uh, basically everybody for the pies. Uh, it ends up coming down. Brittany, Terry wins, of course. Where everybody's loving his pie, mm-hmm. but it comes right. down to Brittany, Eric, and Brandy are all the ones that are possibilities for elimination. Right. And they keep Eric and Brandy, uh, but they say goodbye to Brittany. Yeah, yeah, that was tough because Brittany's such she's such a great, great person. She's got some really good skills, and she, you know, she was really confident about that pie. I mean, she, you know, she was confident. She knew how to make it. She's done it a thousand times, and I don't know what happened. I mean, again, I don't, you know, that's not. I've never made a rhubarb pie before, so I don't know how difficult it is but apparently it is pretty difficult and she was crushed i mean she was really there to for the long haul she really stepped mm. up her game and i just feel terrible yeah i mean it's uh, i think it's uh, it goes to show that you know you could be if you slip up even once you may be great right, at everything exactly, but yeah. it just takes one slip up to knock you out of the kitchen tell so, me about it so lisa and before we wrap <laughs> up here uh real quickly i know you say you have an olive oil business uh, i do yeah talk a little bit about that for a sec so i own um I import pure extra virgin olive oil from where else? Italy. (laughs) So it's a finishing oil. It's called Bella di Oliva by L.A. Marchese. And it's a private collection. I sell it online at www.belladiolivausa.com. And I will um, be going over to Italy for the fresh harvest, which is in the fall, and be bringing back the oil. So hopefully, wow. you guys will try some. Yes, I website. Yes, too. And it's yeah. a finishing oil, not an oil to put in your pan and cook with. It's something to finish with. 
it's a finish a salad line. or something it's, too. Yeah, I mean, I was on Dr. Oz. Um, I was on the Dr. Oz show last year talking about the health benefits of extra virgin oh olive my gosh. oil. It's amazing. Oh my god! So yeah, because I and I showed him how to put it into cereal and how to eat it with cereal because it's not, it's a finishing what? oil and it's <laughs> but it's it's pure. It's one hundred percent pure extra wow. virgin olive oil. So there are health components. There are mm-hmm. there are you know what I mean. So you could take a teaspoon of it a day, mm-hmm. or you know you can as a as like a vitamin. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what they do in Italy. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned it. But then the finishing part is another thing that I learned when I was in Italy, where they take a dish, whether you make a steak and mm-hmm. you just drizzle a little bit on there, or fresh fi- or fish after it's cooked, but it's not to be kept in any sunlight. It's in a dark bottle. You keep it in a cool, dark place, and um, and it's fresh, and it, the way it tastes is the way it was when I, when I bottled it. Because I go there, and I actually go to the harvest, and I, wow. I do the olives. Yeah, because I want to make sure that there's so much fraud in olive oil. I want to make sure this is pure. So, so cool. Wow, yeah, well, I'm going to try it with my Cinnamon Toast Crunch then. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So, Lisa, yeah. thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Now, if people want to follow you, uh, where can they find you? They're in the social media world. Oh, my God. They can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Lisa Ann Marchese. Um, and then there's also L.A. Marchese. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I've got a... Pinterest, but really haven't really done much with that. <laughs> that, 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 that. There's just so many things. But those are the main, the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So you find me on there under Lisa Ann Marchese or L.A. Marchese. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thanks, Lisa Thank you so much. Best Ryan. of luck in the competition. Thanks, Bye. guys. See you guys. Thank you. Ciao. 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 All right, folks. <laughs> uh, look at that. Lisa Ann Marchese right here in the house. Thank you so much. And that's going to do it for this episode of MasterChef After Show and After Buzz TV. But Wealthy, if they want to continue the conversation even after the show is over, where can they find you? It's Wealthy Lynn. That's L-I-N-N is how you spell that name right there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on Twitter or on Instagram, Wealthy Lynn. Maria? Yes, you can find me at Maria Provenzana on Twitter, and all my information will be there. And you guys, if you have pie questions, because um, we had so much fun talking to Lisa Ann, we didn't get too in-depth into the pie questions. So if you have them, please tweet me, and I will answer them for you. Absolutely. Oh, Gwen, you're talking to an expert right there. She'll steer you correctly. Yes, not like me. I can only eat your food. She can tell you how to make it. Yes, that's it. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Check me out. Uh, Check me out, guys. Why not? Just do that. (laughs) So, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Follow us there on Twitter. And we'll see you next week with another episode of MasterChef After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Take care. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.